With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to TNTradio.live. TNT. You're with Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Jim Warfare at TNTradio.live. It's my email address as always. Thank you uh, for the emails that I do receive. Uh, thank you for in, informing me, or shall I say adding to the email where in the world you are messaging me from. I do really enjoy that. Uh, if you are watching via one of the video feeds, it's great to have you with us. I think you can find all the links on TNT's website. I think we stream live via YouTube, Rumble, X, and a whole bunch of others. You can find everything there, tntradio.live. And of course, I have the live chat open. So if you want to uh, jump in, join in the conversation, by all means, you are welcome to. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, engage accordingly. I'm in a very good mood because uh, it's, a, it's a summer's day here in Cape Town at the bottom tip of the African continent. Had a great weekend uh, when camping with my wife. And uh, so it's uh, it's pretty good here in the in the African. I don't want to say jungle because it's not really a jungle, but certainly the African chaos. Uh, I wouldn't change it for anything else. It's uh, it's quite hard to control us centrally when you are a failed state. And uh, anyway, with that in mind, let's uh, let's jump to my guest. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society, and I am fed up with it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. As always, my friend Todd Hayen, thank you for joining me in the trenches. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's kind of cold and rainy here, so it's a little different, different part of the world in Toronto. So. Yeah, I, I found out this weekend. Uh, so a friend of mine, very, very close friend of mine, in fact, probably my best friend, uh, he emigrated from South Africa to Canada a number of years ago, and he was recently visiting South Africa. And he told me that the way I say Toronto is wrong, That's the T is actually more silent. It's supposed to be Toronto like that. He said, that's how it's yeah. said there. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, probably the natives say that. I'm not a native, so <laughs> I say Toronto. But uh, uh, Okay, so you pronounce the yeah. T. I think so. Maybe if I'm speaking fast, I'll say Toronto. You know, like Toronto. That. Toronto. <laughs> yeah, Toronto. <laughs> your, <laughs> Toronto. Your, late, your latest true view is about sheep. It's quite, it's quite a cool concept, and I want to I chat about that in a moment. The, the idea of a sheep is great because it means, you know, essentially somebody who follows blindly uh, without really asking questions. But I could ask you, I could ask you a question, Todd. What is a really dumb animal? Because uh, I don't think sheep are dumb. No, they're not. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I, I don't know what's considered an unintelligent animal. I'm sure there are, you know, we're always experimenting and testing on animals to see things about them so i'm sure there is an official dumb animal but no sheep aren't sheep aren't stupid they're in fact their herding instincts are what keep them mm. safe and alive and uh, now the reason so why i'm asking is because i think this weekend i i i think i was that dumb animal 
because um, ah. I, I I've got a, a big injury on my hand on my left hand <laughs> because I I stabbed myself with my knife with my camping knife I quite literally stabbed myself in the hand into the muscle and I had to go and get stitches <laughs> oh my god what were you doing <laughs> it's very embarrassing I wasn't oh. concentrating I was I was cutting cable ties my wife and I were setting up our tent because we went to a, a, a music festival in the countryside a wonderful wonderful time and I wasn't concentrating and I uh, the knife slipped and yeah. uh, I stabbed myself flat yeah. like directly perpendicular into my hand into the muscle and it just yeah. split the skin open and thank goodness my wife is uh, she's uh, she's she's a medical so she's a vet so she's she happens oh. to understand uh, medical stuff and so she had a emergency kit in the in the car um, bandaged it up but when we uh, when we looked at it, we said, no, 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 this is quite bad. We've got to go for stitches. But I was hungry. So I said, well, yeah. let's first uh, let's first make some food. Um, and course. so we decided only <laughs> so we decided only to go the next morning to the ah. to the nearest town to go and find a doctor who was open, uh, who could uh, who could uh, stitch stitch up my hand <laughs> uh, after you got all the germs in it and, and everything. Right. Well, my wife was quite yeah. quick. Um, and and he wanted to give me a tetanus shot, and I said no because I don't. I'm not into that that whole thing. I'm not into getting injections for germs and viruses and things. Right. When was the? Did you ever have? Have you ever had a tetanus shot? Um, I think maybe when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. But I mean, since the whole COVID era, I've kind of switched off from pretty much most injections. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm, doing that stuff. I'm, I don't do any vaccinations, for example, and right. now I'm fairly anti most most of these sort of pharmaceutical shots. Yeah, yeah, same here. Same here. Well, the doctor was, a, he was, he was, he was, a, he was a bit funny about it. Uh, why? You know, about the, I mean, not wanting a tetanus shot. And I just said, look, it's fine. Oh, right. Uh, I, don't, I don't need it. And, um, yeah. and I don't need it. Well, after you said you didn't want it, he probably like slipped you some tetanus somehow, <laughs> like put it, it, put it in the cut. And so you'll get lockjaw. Yeah. I used to be terrified when I was a kid. I used to be terrified of lockjaw, just the idea when I was like mm. eight, eight years old, you know, somebody said, oh, tetanus, if you cut yourself, you're going to get lockjaw, whatever the hell that was. I guess your jaw gets locked. I also remember hearing that, but I, I don't think I've ever met anybody whose jaw got locked. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I don't think I have either. Although a few, I wish they did have locked jaw, but uh, nobody actually that I know had it. So. so, so, so if there was a really dumb animal, that would have been me this weekend, and um, I've learned my lesson, and uh, and I, I certainly will not be, uh, be losing focus when I'm cutting things with my knife. So rule no. of thumb, <laughs> concentrate. <laughs> right. First rule of camping. You were yes. a Boy Scout, I guess. Yeah. Well, you I know, was. actually, yeah. you were. Oh, mm. you know, actually revisiting that, uh, rethinking the idea of the dumbest animal. I, I guess that we'd have to say humans are. Um, because humans have too much, <laughs> I mean, in general, I mean, when you think about it, they're the only animal that's destroying their environment, that's killing each other for no reason, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just go on and on with that. I think we mm -hmm. have too much ability, uh, thinking power. We have too much creative ability to create 
technology the way that we do, but with no intelligence or not very much intelligence around it. So considering what we have at our disposal um, to make things bad for ourselves, like pocket knives, <laughs> you know, um, a dog's you know, never cut himself with a knife. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, is that is that really being done? Because we are at the top of the food chain. Well, there's certain things we're obviously very intelligent about, you mm. know, I mean, we're getting into some complexity with that question, but, um, but really, you know, people argue that all the time as to whether an animal that gets through its life using its common sense and its instinctive abilities and whatever is smarter than humans who make things so complicated for themselves. They they get depressed, they get anxious, they commit suicide, they kill each other, they, you know, blah, 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 just all that obvious stuff we know. Is that intelligence? You know, how do you measure intelligence? What makes something yeah. intelligent? I've been wondering about that also, yeah. um, you know, where intelligence matters, excuse me, versus experience versus wisdom. Right. Uh, because right. people often talk about IQ as if it's some really important metric. and. I tend to think it's not a terribly important metric at all uh, because I know a lot of intelligent people or people with high IQs that took the COVID jab. Yeah. Yeah. Now, IQ is a weird one because it doesn't really measure what we, what we instinctively would think intelligence is. It, it measures knowledge. A lot of it, you know, is, is about, there's certain things in the IQ assessment that that do, I think, measure certain kinds of logic thinking, you know, putting like pattern recognitions and stuff like that. But it certainly doesn't measure but, I mean, what makes isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what does IQ actually measure? All it's doing is that it's it's telling you that you're able to put together some shapes and give you a score. So basically, an IQ is about what your score is. I don't know of any real practical real world scenario in which iq makes a difference I, I don't know enough about it no i would agree with that but i don't know much about it i i do think people that are that the culture considers intelligent um tend to have high iqs okay so there is some correlation with that uh, but what again what does a culture consider intelligent? Somebody like Einstein, who's a, a mathematics genius, or somebody who can figure out how to get out of a tough situation using mm. their resources around them, or what? You know, because I don't think Einstein could have done that. I mean, there's all but, I mean, those that's not possible stories. Yeah, but that's not IQ, Todd. I mean, for example, if if I put you in a helicopter and go and drop you in the Kalahari Desert, uh, right. and you could have the world's highest IQ. You won't last five days. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah. Where, where somebody else would, you take, uh, you know, obviously any of your indigenous people in, in Africa and drop yeah. them somewhere. Of course, they probably wouldn't be able to make it through New York City Correct. without running into some problems. But it's not, you know, it's a cultural thing as well as just experience and and uh, it would be interesting if there were any kind of, of test or assessment for common sense 
Uh, I wonder if there is. There might be. Maybe some of your listeners will know that. I don't know enough about that kind of thing. If there's some kind of quotient for instinctive thinking or common sense thinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a strange thing. I, I changed so many outlooks, uh, as I'm sure you did and many others throughout the COVID era, because I really, really was disillusioned and disappointed by what I thought to be intelligent people and the unbelievably dumb decisions that they were making through the COVID era. Uh, mm-hmm. High IQ, low IQ didn't matter. Funnily enough, though, here in Africa, where we suppose, supposedly have on average the lowest IQs around the world, were the ones not taking the jab. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, you know, my article that you mentioned, there, there's a lot of that kind of questioning in it. This, this again, to just wear out the phrase common sense. I, I think we've, we're, we're in a world and have been for a while that's so complicated that anytime we hear anything that's complex, we don't feel like we have any business trying to figure it out through our our own inability or uneducated views. Like if somebody said, oh, well, if you do this and this and this, when you're a brain surgeon, you know, that will keep the brain from bleeding or it would do this or whatever. And, you know, it'll be completely against common sense. Um, you know, I hear about things like the whole moon landing thing. You know, people will argue, well, there are no stars in the sky in any of the pictures. So obviously they're not on the moon. And there, or, or one of my favorites is the communication. Well, you know, they barely could, radio technology was so weak at the time. And so, so whatever, how did they possibly have a conversation with the president on the telephone? You know, things like that. And you like, oh, well, you know, technology has gotten complex enough that you might not be able to answer that question with your common sense. You know, Mm -hmm. just common sense would tell you that nobody could talk to anybody with a radio wave. You know, somebody, if you Mm -hmm. go to some very primitive culture and you have a walkie-talkie or a cell phone, they wouldn't have any idea what the hell you were doing. Their common sense would tell them it was impossible. And yet it is possible. We know that. So I think I think there's a there's a mistake where we can move into this place where if somebody tells us something of authority, like the whole vaccine, this vaccine is safe and effective. It's like nobody uses their common sense to say, well, how could that be? It's only been around for, you know, eight months. It's this, it's that. And people won't do that because they go, well, that's too complicated for me to understand. They must know what they're doing. They must understand that or or they understand how that vaccine works. And I I should not even question it because it's too complicated. And I think that's one mm. of the problems that we have as a culture is that we're easily bowled over by this authority, this this technical authority, this medical authority, whatever it might be, to like say, don't, don't, don't worry about it. You know, we know what we're doing. It's like, you don't have to figure it out. You're not a virologist. You're not a, a you know, vaccinologist or whatever. It's very complicated science. So just take our word for it that we figured it out. We've tested it. Everything's fine. 
And people will not go, gee, I don't understand that. Therefore, I shouldn't be taking it. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's, that's a pretty obvious observation. But I think that's a lot of the reason why intelligent people, because they're intelligent, but they don't necessarily know the ins and outs of developing a vaccine. And they'll just say, okay, of course. This is what we should do. Mm. In fact, the more intelligent you are, I think the more likely you were to take it. Yeah, I understand. Let's uh, yeah. let's uh, let's chat more about that after the break, Todd. But for now, yeah. my name is Jim. This is TNT. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what what was was the duty of the president to do? And then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted. The example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments, we turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide the news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. Domestic journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Surtout que je m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with a free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can repeat that story. <laughs> I don't know if you want to. <laughs> no, <laughs> but all I'll say is, okay, Todd. So, as it turns yeah. out, <laughs> lockjaw might be a real thing. <laughs> well, it is. I don't know if it works that way though. But yeah, it is. It's a, um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to top that one, so we'll just leave it. All right, so for those wondering, it was a story during the break. I'm not going to go into it now. <laughs> um, You're going to imagine going, it. Going back to intelligent, intelligent people, 
look, the thing is this. I, I honestly think that life experience and wisdom are also really important variables, vectors to making good decisions. I mean, IQ, 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 that's something that we keep getting bashed over the head with. And I've never really understood why people think it's so important. IQ doesn't help you. Oh, well, what does it do? Okay, so intelligence, what does intelligence do? Intelligence helps you, I suppose, what, engineer, uh, uh, put together a design for a bridge, I suppose. Uh, but wisdom helps you understand why that bridge stands and, and doesn't fall apart. In, in other words, if the bridge breaks, then you need to go back and figure out what went wrong. And that's where you become wise. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out these different vectors, but like only singling out one uh, aspect of, of decision-making, of critical thinking, seems to be quite a bad idea. Yeah, I think it is too. But, um, you know, the culture has has for years slowly slid into this very cause-and-effect materialist paradigm of worth that anything that, that is intuitive or heartfelt or you know, however else you want to describe it, is kind of put aside as not being all that important. And I think that wisdom that you're talking about comes from that more than coming from information. It's like IQ may indicate that your brain is very good at putting two and two together, you know, quite literally. It's good at mathematical uh, things. If you have a high IQ, it's good at at that kind of logic reasoning of cause and effect within the material world. Um, it's not good to measure gut feelings or measure even, I mean, even from a cause and effect perspective, your life experience. Uh, it's not reliable for that because life experience could be that if you ever go into the woods at night, the, the boogeyman will get you. Mm. And that may be wise because you probably stay alive longer not going into the woods at night because of, of leopards or whatever nocturnal predators or could be in the, in the woods, but not because of a boogeyman or a spirit or whatever it might be. Although we can argue as to whether the spirit is the thing that drives the predator in order to kill someone who's in the woods at night. It's like, is that really... Can that really be measured from a cause, from a material cause and effect perspective? So I'm kind of going out in the weeds with this, but, but um, no, I mean, I obviously I I agree with that idea. The IQ is good at measuring a certain aspect of the brain's function, but it doesn't necessarily mean somebody is unintelligent. I like this comment. Have a low IQ, huh? from buzz i like this comment from buzz intelligence is knowing a tomato is a fruit wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad <laughs> that's good yeah that's that's, yeah. that's excellent yeah that's, <laughs> or another variation of it todd is uh intelligence is uh is 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 knowing not to stab yourself with a knife and and wisdom is learning from your mistake <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> and where did you acquire that wisdom? How did you acquire from, it? From from the intelligence, <laughs> or from the lack of intelligence? Yeah, from stabbing yourself in the hand with a knife, you acquired that yeah. wisdom. Is that intelligence that you now will not do <laughs> no. that again? I mean, it's hard. Wisdom. It, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, it's I mean, like that's... anything else. You, you mm. can't really delineate or demarcate those kinds of things. I mean, intelligence and wisdom do have an overlap. Yeah. You know, there there is a wisdom to intelligence and there's an intelligence to wisdom. It's it's yeah. all a matter of words again that we get that we get all stumbled up with. Um, Who is it that made the statement uh madness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? I don't know. It's probably made up apocryphal. I don't know. Yeah, for I, I, for I don't some know. reason I think I was it Einstein that's given that? Yes. I think so. I think it is, although I doubt if he said it. I mean, most most like real uh, quippy things like that are, are never actually said by anybody. It's just someone and, comes and up have, with and, it. And have you noticed? Have you noticed there are basically two people who you can uh, quote for anything in life? It's basically <laughs> Einstein and and Nietzsche. So you can just make up just make up a quote and say, "Oh, it's Nietzsche." Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you no, can, so you can like make up a statement. You can like just like make up something. Say um, when 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 three people are a crowd, two are friends. Frederick Nietzsche. Right. <laughs> and then suddenly it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Um, yes, a nice comment. Uh, intelligence is like underwear. It's important that you have it, but not necessary that you show it off. Well, that's definitely true. Mm. <laughs> since since when have we seen that? Um, exactly. But I mean, that's that's the whole problem of the last few years, the COVID era. Todd, is that everything was inverted? Everything was flipped upside down uh, from what we think we know to who do we trust to experts trusting the experts. Um, mm -hmm. You don't trust the experts. Why? Because the experts clearly don't have uh, your best interests at heart. Doctors, shame. God bless the the decent ones who just didn't say anything or speak out. But you know, the entire medical industry is in the toilet. You know, and they kind of did that to themselves. But now we're sitting with a situation where you have loads of intelligent people, supposedly, who have been an absolute disappointment and suddenly you, you even think to yourself well i can't even put my faith in intelligent people well they could be very intelligent they have their own agenda it's like this didn't all happen by accident which which i think mm. a lot of people tend if they start to move more toward our way of thinking the first phase they go through is believing that people made mistakes that people were not really, uh, they were maybe politically influenced or even monetarily influenced or whatnot. But very few people um, are come to come to any conclusion, unless they've done an awful lot of work, uh, that this was all planned. It was all purposefully mm. set up. And I think that does take some intelligence, you know, to create something that has been, you know, like Fauci is such a good example. If you've read uh, Kennedy's book, on Fauci, which primarily focuses on the whole uh, the whole AIDS thing from back when, uh, very intelligent man to manipulate. You know, evil is intelligent; it can have a lot of intelligence to it. He's obviously quite an intelligent person, um, but he used it for bad reasons, <laughs> and 
and that's where you run into the issue. Yeah, but okay, so Fauci is a good example, super intelligent, highly qualified. Uh, and in actual fact, intelligent people are very good at, you know, fooling other people. Yep. Intelligent mm -hmm. people can fool intelligent people. Mm -hmm. And so then you kind of start playing in that territory of, well, is Matthias Desmet correct? I mean, crowds um, can fall into a type of hysteria, uh, the madness of crowds concept. Mm -hmm. Well, the crowd psychology, yes, very, very much so. But I think it goes beyond that. Um, I think you can have a, a very benevolent leader, uh, a benevolent, uh, me, a good purposed person that, that has authority will also have the same impact on, on crowd and crowd psychology. It's, mm. it's, and can be negative as a, as a result of that. Um, this, this is different. I mean, this is, this is taking advantage of the crowd psychology, the cult psychology, but taking, taking conscious advantage of it. And, you know, that, that always, that always leads to the same, well, you really think that people are sitting around reading psychology books and saying, oh, gee, I'll try this, you know, with the crowd mm. and, and see, I, I think it's just so, uh, it, it's been so long and so many, so many decades, if not centuries, that, that people have been manipulating other people um, through this kind of evil intention. You know, we always like to see like our evil characters in movies are always aware that they're evil. They're yes. aware that, that they are evil, that they are in, in league with the devil, with Satan. I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to think that's true in our situation now, but I don't know if it needs to be. I, I don't know if, if Fauci, say, for example, knows he's evil. Um, he's just following a certain business, you know, ethic for himself right. and believes that the powers of the pharmaceutical company, money, power, should go in this particular direction and and i don't think he even thinks about what it's yeah. causing in the general population yeah, that's a great comment uh hang on now it's disappeared uh, it's about iq tests uh, these tests indicated a discrepancy between the ability to learn and knowledge now there's something really interesting oh, in that comment because yeah, yeah that's yeah. extremely good because now suddenly i'm realizing in I, uh, intelligence perhaps is your ability to learn something. Yes. So, yeah. so you can show me how to work a camera, and then I right. retain that. I retain that knowledge, but then, uh, and then figuring out how to use it after you've shown me how to use it. In other words, start using it creatively. That would be beyond intelligence, right? That, you know that now I'm building knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something to that effect a little while mm. ago about learning the ability to learn, but I, I don't think my IQ was high enough to, to, present, to present that at the time I was thinking of it. But yeah, it, yeah, I think it, he's definitely I, right. That I was asked years ago, I was asked to partake in, um, you've, you've heard of Mensa and, mm -hmm. um, I was asked to, to, to do one of their tests. I, I in fact, I spoke at some of their, their meetings a few years ago, uh, as a guest ah. speaker. And then they said, well, why don't you 
do you know some of our tests we're pretty certain that you'll you know that you'll you'll pass and you'll be you know you could say that you're a member of mensa and i said no uh, and um mm. and i've and i've i don't think i've ever done an iq test and i refuse um i don't want to know what the result is and i don't care to know and i wonder if that knowing that also affects the way in which people engage knowing what what their iq is yes is it high or low yeah yeah i'm sure it does socially i'm sure it does Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about that, but again, <laughs> did I break yeah, your the, flow? I'm it, sorry. I, I do think there's a consistency. Um, there is something that you can you can consistently rely on with people that have high or low IQs. There's a certain there's a certain kind of of ability. And but again, that ability is 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 considered by the culture. It's like the culture decides what is good about somebody's mind and how it works. Uh, and our culture is very knowledge based. It it puts knowledgeable people 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 that have a lot of knowledge very high on the on the spectrum, and people that can manipulate that knowledge well like can speak well can write well can can put thoughts together well are considered higher up on that level and i think those people will be people that come out with high iqs but that isn't all that it's about i mean no, it's like exactly there's that cartoon that's very popular with all the different animals all lined up in a row and there's some person standing in front of them, a professor type that says, okay, we're going to test all of you to see, to, to determine, I mean, it's like an IQ test of how well you climb that tree. And, you know, there's a monkey there, there's a duck, there's a fish, you know, there, mm. there are all these different animals that would never be able to climb the tree. So the monkey will win because the monkey can climb a tree really well. Yeah. And I, I think it I think it goes in. I mean, this is really simplistic stuff, but I, I think it, it goes into but that quite a bit. Do you do you remember last year when I went to um, Zululand and yeah. I engaged with the locals? Now right. I'm pretty certain that if you had to give them an IQ test, they would either uh, I don't know if you can fail an IQ test, but they would do very poorly. And mm -hmm. yet and yet they had a type of life experience, shall we say, wisdom uh, oh, yeah. that, that, that I don't have. And, and, and the way in which they understood nature and the mm -hmm. world around them is on a level that's way above mine. Absolutely. Um, that's where the IQ test really fails because I haven't taken, I took one when I was a kid uh, in school, which probably doesn't mean anything because uh, I'm sure they're different. But there's a lot of questions in an IQ test that somebody that was from a different culture would 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 fail miserably at. And like I said, I think there's some there's some like pattern recognition stuff I think is in the I, IQ test that that the Zulu people might do well with, you know, um, because if they understood the questions, that's the other thing. You know, we would understand the questions in the Western culture and whatnot because and Eastern culture, but. Um, yeah. because we just, we just know what, you know, which is the next, the next in this series of dots, 
Whereas mm. an indigenous person might go, what are you, what are you even talking about? Where they would be able to recognize, say, a, a leopard in the woods walking through camouflage that we would not even be able to see. And, you know, so their pattern recognition and stuff like that may, may, be, may be very good. But a lot of the questions have nothing to do with that. They have to do with literature, with history, with various things that, of course, not everybody, not everybody knows. It's ridiculous to measure. Todd, hi, and don't go anywhere. I'll be back with you shortly. My name is Jerm. This is TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Joe Biden is fortunate that Pinocchio is a children's story and not reality, for if it were, his nose would be so long it would stretch not to the moon, not to Mars, not even to Jupiter, but to Pluto and back. Joe's been an inveterate liar his entire life. He lies as though lies were the very oxygen he needs to survive. And now he's told the biggest lie of all, that until November, Americans will know that the border is open because of Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. No, Joe, the border is open because the people that are running you want a permanent Democrat governing majority, and they think that this is the way to get it. It's not. We're going to put an end to all of this. And as the president promised, we're going to see the most amazing, and massive deportation effort in American history. We want immigration, but you gotta come here legally. If you're here illegally, there's the door, and out the door you go. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. You ever heard of a polyp? Sounds like a rare species of toad. Actually, it's a lump that grows inside me, your bowel. Look, I'm pretty sure if you had a strange lump growing on your forehead, you might get it looked at, right? But when they're growing inside me, nothing, nada. And the polyps I get can lead to Australia's second deadliest cancer. So, until there's a way to make them grow on your face, it's up to you to get me looked at. Got it? Talk that matters. Germ Warfare and Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Todd, there's a comment here from Kitsy. I have two siblings with high IQs and they were unable to follow through on maintaining jobs or finances. That's also a very interesting <laughs> point because I yeah. myself, I'm a, I'm a varsity dropout. I, I failed university. Um, I studied art and I failed. And, uh, you know, who fails art? I mean, seriously, and <laughs> I failed. I, I failed art. And then I went on to become an artist. But yeah, the, but the irony is that I didn't ever think about it as I was dumb or stupid or unintelligent or whatever. I just, I saw it as the system uh, and I just, you know, we, we weren't gelling. Uh, and uh, and I, I've never quite understood, I've never quite understood how some people can hold jobs and others can't. And it doesn't seem to make any kind of difference what their <laughs> IQ is. Uh, it seems to be other skills. Mm -hmm. Well, it definitely is. Social skills, you know. Um, and again, say it again and again, uh, the culture is designed by the agenda. You know, I know mm. I sound like a broken record, but it's designed to indoctrinate to not 
have kids learn how to learn. Uh, and you go into a university setting, unless you're going somewhere that's really progressive and very out of line with the norm, it's going to fit into that. You get graded, you get, I mean, there's all kinds of conventions, of course, that universities use. Um, in a sense, university education for art is an oxymoron. It, it like, it doesn't, you know, you, it's certainly teaching art, I, I believe is important, but not necessarily through university type paradigm. Um, and look at Hitler. He was a great artist and they rejected him over and over again. And then he Imagine. decided to do something else. <laughs> Imagine how different the world might have been. I know. <laughs> Had he not accepted. been rejected for art. <laughs> I've seen his art. I've actually seen his yeah. art. It's incredible. Yeah. It's not, it's certainly not, I, I don't see anything about it that would turn anybody's nose up. You know, I don't brilliant. know what they were looking brilliant, for. Brilliant. Yeah, it's good. In actual fact, in actual fact, I implore everybody listening right now, go and do an internet search for, yeah. <laughs> for Hitler's art. It was yeah. outstanding stuff. Yeah. Although I, I don't think you'll find it on Google. I don't think you can use Google for that, but maybe use something like Yandex. <laughs> <laughs> you might, I've seen it um, through searches. Um, you know, maybe he didn't have a creative flair, but of course, during that time, art having any kind of creativity to it was not necessarily considered a plus. Mm. Um, but yeah, I graduated high school incredibly low. I'm, I'm surprised I even got through it. And then I end up with a doctorate with very high marks and my intelligence quota, I don't think changed. It's yeah. just... You know, it's I've, just I've weird. got this I've got this theory that school is just a completely outdated concept, the way in which we currently do schooling. I mean twelve years, mm -hmm. more or less. Mm -hmm. So that you can become a waiter in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. You mean lower education like to grade twelve? Mm. I mean, what yeah. do you do? What yeah. what does it equip you? What does it equip you for? What to become a waiter or to you know <laughs> nothing else really? No, it it doesn't. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with with education, of course, especially what's going on now. So I've got this. I've got this. I've got this hypothesis. Go with me on this, Todd. Tell me what you think. School should start much later in life. I don't know why kids have to go to school at four or five years old or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. Kids should be kids. Let them be kids and play for years. You only need three or four years actually of schooling, if you think about it, because if you start late, you still have excellent rate of retention to, I mean, 12 years seems very, very, very um, inefficient. I mean, you, what, what, what the hell do you need to be in school for 12, 13 years for? And then, and then you have to take that piece of paper that you get and then apply at a college or a university for another four or five years. And then with a degree, you can still do nothing. And then you have to, then you have to specialize. So you spend like a third of your life uh, studying so that you could become, I don't know, an engineer. Uh, I mean, is it, absolutely, is it absolutely necessary to have so much time dedicated to schooling? I've got this idea that the world has changed <laughs> in the last few hundred years. And we have a, an ability to retain information at a much higher rate. We don't need to, 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 to draw things out so much. And so I think 
I think we could probably create a lot more value by compressing uh, the, the also I think public schooling is a form of indoctrination <laughs> that it is I I think it depends yeah I, I I would definitely not disagree with with pretty mm. much everything you said I I do think there's a place for learning something um, and if there's if it's an intelligent thing you're supposed to be learning like say engineering is not as hands-on it's more theory or mathematics uh, then I think you do need to ta be taught that but I'm not so sure if the 12 years of pre-university teaching does much of anything other than a discipline um, it's a social discipline um, I certainly got nothing from it obviously I graduated with a D average so <laughs> you know I I just goofed around uh, and it was a social thing for me, not in a positive way, because I certainly didn't run with the social crowd at all. I didn't even run with the bad guys. Um, I just kind of walked around. And yeah, but the other... There wasn't sorry, anything... Sorry, sorry, go on. No, I, I think I learned how to read. I think learning how to mm. read and being exposed to, uh, to literature and to um, history and whatever is really important. In, in our culture, if we're going to function in the culture, if we're going to function in Zululand, then maybe not. I mean, mm. you know, you don't, you don't. But I mean, that, also the but. problem with the problem with schooling in general, the entire system, besides the fact that it's, in my view, antiquated, uh, it I think it serves primarily the purpose of just getting rid of the kids so the parents can go to work, right? So let's just get rid of them for a few years well, while they while they grow up, you know, so somebody else can basically. Basically, somebody else can look after them, and then we'll give them sports and extramural activities uh, right. to keep them going until the, until the parents get home. Um, and right. then the other th problem with it is that it 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 puts it puts all kids into into the same sort of syllabus bracket as if all kids want to study the same thing, and each child is unique. And so, the, in other words, the system is not calibrated to any of those children. Just put thirty kids into a class and teach the maths, you know, or, mm -hmm. or geography mm -hmm. as if, mm -hmm. but not all kids want to do geography, you know, or, or science. Mm -hmm. They have other interests. Right. Girls might want to, girls might want to spend more time doing ballet uh, right. than, 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 than geography, for example. But the, but the, you know, the public school too. system doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let's not, let's not talk about boys doing ballet. <laughs> We're having problems with transgenderism already. <laughs> oh, and that's a gender thing? <laughs> Listen, no, I don't want to open up that can of worms. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Ballet's beautiful. It doesn't matter. It is beautiful. If you're a yes. man or no, a woman. It is. Yeah. It is beautiful. And and the Russians really perfected it. Uh, they did. And I I will agree with you, and you'll probably get a lot of hate mail for this. I do not like classic ballets being danced by the wrong gender <laughs> i mean if they're made up so that you can't tell the difference then great fine but uh <laughs> but it's it's a very there's a there's a real archetypal thing going on there with with genders or sex i shouldn't use the word gender but anyway i'm off on a tangent sorry yes i yeah, agree so, and and yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, the system, the educational system, I I think, again, because I think this about everything, was designed for the wrong reasons. 
the the yeah. system that we see today. And I do think there's a lot of there were there were probably still is a lot of very forward thinking people who have tried to change that. And especially in lower education. I mean with with mm. you know K through through three or one or somewhere around there. There's there's a lot of, you know, what what um uh Steiner did with the Waldorf schools and whatever. The the different approach to 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 exposing children to the world, essentially. Yeah. A lot of focus on nature, a lot of focus on critical thinking, your own thinking. And I, I believe that there have been lots of inroads into certain directions in education that have been very positive. But that's not what we're seeing now, I don't think. I, I'm not in the system, so I don't really know what they're doing other than the bad stuff. But certainly if you'd listen to David Icke and the, and the work that he's done around the indoctrination in education and certainly in the higher grades, where it does focus on things just like you're saying, this kind of pat, uh, just just shove it out there, geometry, mathematics, whatever it might be, that really doesn't doesn't fit the the person that's that's learning it. And yeah, yeah the the other big problem. yeah, but the other problem with the with with public schooling, and I agree with you. I think it's it's designed as a type of mass compliance, mass indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. system you know it's that it's the pink yeah. floyd scenario you know just another brick in the wall kind of thing with that you know the meat grinder churning churning out right. numbers uh, right. and it's not calibrated to to individual kids so what happens is is that you you ultimately it's like taking a, a handful of dots and just throwing them at the dartboard and one or two dots will stick but the whole you know the rest of the yeah rest the, the dots away. will just fall out on the ground now that's precisely what happens with schooling you know kids kids that have very different interests to what's going on in the in the syllabus they just get ostracized or suppressed you might mm-hmm. have a kid who is particularly interested in i don't know <laughs> let's use your your example ballet right mm-hmm. but look at look at what schools celebrate when they when they have those award ceremonies they don't celebrate creative artistic stuff they celebrate mm-hmm. mathematics uh, yeah. and science you know they have science things, but they don't have a day of of creative arts, and 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 that's a that's a crucial crucial vector I think to, well, being a, a a human being who can partake in the system later on in life. How do you how do you challenge the vaccines if you're indoctrinated? You need to be able to think beyond no, what yeah, you've been taught. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've opened up a really big can of worms with all this. I mean, there's so many different aspects of education you know there's the indoctrination mm. you're talking about the the uh, focus on the material um world as opposed to the artistic world blah 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 but you know when you think about it when you go back to say i mean let's just stick with western civilization because i don't know how education was in other parts of the world but it was, you know, in the 1800s, early 1900s, the world uh, was very, very much uh, set up a particular way due to social status and so and where you were socially. Mm. There were factory workers. Well, first of all, there were poor people that couldn't do anything that, that would have to beg for food on the street. Then there were the factory workers, the farmers, the people that didn't need to be educated at all. And then they were the higher level things, accountants and businessmen, business women, I suppose women were still at home raising the kids. 
And then, then you had the higher, higher levels of the social strata where you did have bankers and you had lawyers and you had doctors and you had these professional. And I think the, the, those cultures were divided up very, very clearly into those segments. And there was never any thought, you know, nobody grew up uh, wanting to be a factory worker or wanting to be poor. It, it's just, they just knew that's where they were. And the chances of them getting anything different, of going to Harvard or going to Oxford or whatever it was, was ridiculous to even think about. And so we're in a world now where everybody, you know, that's going through school wants to be paid a phenomenal amount of money. And they don't understand what they, what they need to do to do that or they don't care, or they're not offered those opportunities. But it's a completely yeah. different world than it used to be. And I think back at, back then, it worked better. I mean, it was unfair, obviously, to most people. It was very white, privileged, oriented, obviously, because race had a lot to do with it, Christianity, blah, blah, blah. But it still worked better, you know, for for the way it was designed. It was like you went to school, if you were of the right social status, then you went to university and whatever. And now it's like, no, everybody is the same, yet they're not. So they're put through this system that is archaic, like you're saying. It's very old-fashioned. It doesn't really work the way it should work. And I think that's part of the, part of the problem. But, of course, I will always fall back on it. it's an intentional problem. I, I yes. don't think the powers that be wanted any other way. Mass compliance. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work mm. for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Todd, we are running out of time. So before we run out of time, let's just quickly promo Shreveviews and then we can, we can carry on chatting. Thank you. Yeah, my substack is shrewviews.com, www.shrewviews.com. I write about four, is it four, three or four articles a week. And uh, I'd love to see anybody that's interested to come over there. A lot of discussion, which is the best part of it. So mm. um, check it out. And thank you. Yeah, I, I was inspired by your, your article uh, about sheep, although we didn't actually talk about sheep. <laughs> but it segued <laughs> into intelligence and, yes. and well, compliance. <laughs> and, right. and that's something that, look, it's an, actually, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. I've been wondering about this since 2020. How is it possible that so many intelligent people just acted dumb? Yeah. That for me was one of that was one of the big mysteries that I still haven't been able to figure out. And I've been trying no, we, to no, grapple with that. Yeah. None of us have figured that out. Uh, although mm. there's a lot of good theories that probably are 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 the thing to figure out. But it it is very perplexing because yeah. what is the quotient? that makes somebody do what we did compared to yes. somebody that didn't. And it certainly doesn't have anything to do with intelligence. Well, on that note, Todd Hayen, thank you for joining me in the trenches. I'll catch you thank in two weeks you, time. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You take care. Ah, yes, I will take care with my hand with oh, stitches I, in it. After yeah. I didn't act like a sheep, I acted like whatever a dumb animal is and I stabbed myself and now I've got a hand with stitches in it. Nevertheless, Send me, send me an email, Jim Warfare at tntradio.live. I'll catch you tomorrow. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. Mm -hmm.